International travel is back. Vacations and business trips are on. But how much do you know about the health risks and the restrictions for your next destination? Awareness about your disease profile allows you to be prepared. Hopefully we are all practicing good hygiene at all times, but especially when you're traveling. It's better to be prepared in advance. Coming up, we'll find out about the potential hazards and what you can do to stay safe. Understanding health threats and preparing for travel. A new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. Many of us have lived under tight restrictions on travel for more than two years now. Even when we have been allowed to travel, we've had to obey strict rules designed to curb the spread of coronavirus. But now those restrictions are being eased across the world. Airports are crowded again. And for the first time in a long time, many of us are able to travel, whether it's for work or for pleasure. But COVID hasn't gone away. Cases are rising rapidly in many countries and a host of other potential health threats cannot be ignored. You may have stocked up on sun cream, on insect repellents, even face masks. But what else do you need to consider? Well, to help you prepare for your next journey, we've assembled a panel of experts from International SOS from across the world. Keely Dennis is our public health coordinator based in Philadelphia. In London is public health coordinator Aulia Ahmed. But I want to start with Dr. Prabhakaka, who is our deputy medical director for information and analysis. She's in New Delhi and told me about some of the diseases they're keeping an eye on across Asia. In addition to the ongoing pandemic, countries in Asia are experiencing a number of disease outbreaks. Uh, Dengue is chief among them. About uh, 70% of the world's dengue cases occur in Asia, and a large number of countries, Asian countries, are actually experiencing dengue at this time. Vietnam, Singapore, Laos, Cambodia, Sri Lanka, and even India. And the activity is much higher than what we saw last year. The reason why is chiefly because there has been a rapid increase in movement of both people and goods. But not only that, there are other factors also at play, environment and climate. Rainy season definitely sees an uptick in um, insect-borne diseases as well as waterborne diseases. We are also seeing, um, you know, diarrheal illnesses uh, in a number of countries like Pakistan, Afghanistan and parts of India, mainly uh, cholera. Cholera, as we know, you know, occurs wherever there's a limited access to safe drinking water. And sometimes it may occur as an aftermath of uh, natural disasters like excessive rainfall or flooding. Let me turn to Alia here, because we have also seen cholera outbreaks in parts of Africa. Yeah, we have seen cholera in Cameroon and Malawi, as well as South Sudan and Mozambique. So quite a number of countries in Africa have had cholera outbreaks recently. Prabha, flooding raises the risk of a number of diseases. That's a particular concern right now in Bangladesh. Yeah, actually, the situation in Bangladesh is alarming. Since the floodings began in May, four to seven million people were affected. Now the floodwaters are receding. And this is the time when disease 
outbreaks uh, begin to make appearances. So health officials have been reporting more and more cases of uh, diseases like diarrhea, dysentery, skin infections, and other waterborne and uh, you know insect-borne diseases as well. So there's a possibility of uh, you know an epidemic over in Bangladesh. In Africa, Alia, there has been a measles outbreak in Namibia. Yes, there has been measles outbreak in Senegal as well. But in addition to measles, we've also reported malaria in Madagascar recently. Other than that, several countries have detected polio, and these include Ghana, Benin, Algeria, and Chad. Interestingly, speaking of polio, if there's also been polio detected in sewage samples in the UK, but fortunately there hasn't been further spread since then. But this just opens up the idea that we need to be very vigilant with diseases being reported in places where they haven't been reported before. And tell me more about Marburg. It may be something some people have never heard of, though it's recently been confirmed in Ghana. You're right there. Marburg has been confirmed in Ghana. And this was the first time in Ghana itself. And in West Africa, As a whole, this is the second time uh, following the first outbreak reported in Guinea last year. So Marburg is not very common, but it is a disease that is similar to Ebola, which is a viral hemorrhagic illness. Well, let's bring in Keeley now in the United States. What are some of the big health concerns in the Americas? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, so similar to in Asia, even though dengue is an ongoing risk in many parts of Central and South America, we're now seeing multiple countries that are reporting higher than usual numbers of dengue cases. These include Argentina, Belize, Colombia, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, French Guiana, and Peru. Now, one concern around the world, not just in America, has been monkeypox. Yeah, you're right. So that's still an ongoing issue that we're seeing, not just in the United States, but around the world. You know, in the U.S., they are increasing the testing capacity. So I'm sure we're going to see those case numbers skyrocket. But already over 40 states have reported cases and community transmission. And Alia, it's a disease that's been endemic in some African countries for decades, but it's now appearing in European nations where it's never been seen before. Yes, that's true. It has spread rapidly in the past few months, I'd say. Over 60 countries have reported a majority would be in the European region. But it's also interesting to see that on top of the endemic countries in Africa that have reported monkeypox, cases. There are some African countries that are endemic to monkeypox, but historically have only been found in animals. But recently, with this new outbreak, these countries have also reported cases in human. So even though they are considered an endemic country, they have newly reported human cases of monkeypox. Well, let's turn now to coronavirus. Many of the restrictions in place around the world, as we said earlier, have been eased or scrapped, but the danger remains. And probably remaining rules vary from place to place. So it is still something you need to be aware of when you're traveling. Yeah, the restrictions have been lifted and the mandates are not so strict anymore. Overall, most of the Asian countries are abandoning zero COVID strategies. 
However, public health measures such as face masks or social distancing, these will continue to remain. Most of the countries are accepting the new normal of living with COVID, but definitely some countries um, do have restrictions in place. And since they vary so much, it depends totally on the destination that you are about to travel, that you need to find them out ahead of your travel so that you can comply with them. Keely, we know there's been a sharp rise in infections in many countries linked to new variants. That presumably highlights the continued importance of those vaccinations. You're right. Even with the new Omicron subvariants that we see that are causing these increasing cases, evidence points that the vaccinations that are currently available around the world do provide protection against these variants. And even countries are now starting to work on COVID vaccines that take into account these subvariants. So it is important just to see what your country has available for you to be able to get vaccinated with the primary series or a booster if you're eligible. There are, you know, more than just COVID vaccines that we need to be on top of before we travel to a specific country. And the best way is to get advice from a professional travel health clinician to actually tell you which ones are mandatory and which ones are recommended. And these should be done around four to six weeks before you go for your travel because some vaccines need time before they start working. Some need several doses, so it really depends. In closing, I wanted to ask all of you for your tips for travellers in the months ahead. And I suppose the theme of our conversation so far has been the importance of research, of finding out about your destination before you go. Yes, Paul. Researching the destination that you're traveling to is of utmost importance. Awareness about the disease profile allows you to be prepared. Also, if a country is undergoing a disease outbreak, researching and knowing about the latest information keeps you abreast of uh, how the situation is evolving and changing. So researching definitely helps. You can never be too prepared. If you can, always have insect repellents to avoid mosquito bites, because as we know, mosquitoes can transmit multiple types of diseases. Sun cream as well, just to protect from direct sunlight. But in addition to that also, To pack first aid kits would be very important too, just basic antibacterial creams and band-aids or plasters and things like that. It's better to be prepared in advance. Hopefully we are all practicing good hygiene at all times, but especially when you're traveling and especially when you're cooking and preparing or eating food, just to make sure that you wash your hands beforehand. And, And with that, you know, people seem to forget to stay hydrated whenever they're traveling. And even now, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're seeing a lot of these heat waves. So just to remember to drink water and to stay healthy whenever you're traveling. I should the worst happen and you do get sick while you're traveling, of course, you then need a plan for what to do. Of course, if you are traveling for business purposes, your manager should know about uh, the location that you are in. Also, you should be given information on, uh, you know, the healthcare providers who you can access in case you develop symptoms or have questions around them, and knowing where to go or what to do or even who to reach if you fell sick. Advice that hopefully you won't need to rely on, but as you've all said, 
it is better to be prepared. My thanks to Dr. Prabha Kaka, to Aulia Ahmed and Keely Dennis. Well, for more information on your destination, clients can head to our country and city guides and subscribers can also check out our updated travel restrictions database on the pandemic information site on the International SOS member portal. Wherever you're heading in the weeks and months ahead, stay safe. And after so long under those tight restrictions, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye.